Welcome back to Blake's Take. I'm Blake Neiman, and I'll give you my take on local and national sports from the Willamette Valley and beyond. I hope you all had a great day yesterday. We had lots of great sports action yesterday from bowl games to today with trade deadlines and even some birthdays, especially by legendary players. So let's get right into the sports action that we've had. Starting off with yesterday, we had a great action in the Cheez-It Bowl yesterday between number 21 Oklahoma State and number 18 Miami Hurricanes. The Cowboys would get things started early with Spencer Sanders throwing one deep to Brennan Presley, who would make the incredible leaping catch over the defender and reach over the goal line for the incredible touchdown. On their next drive, L.D. Brown would power through the Canes' defense on his way into the end zone for the touchdown. To cap off the Cowboys' incredible first quarter, Sanders would connect with Presley, who would juke out the Canes' secondary and cut up the field, taking it all the way 72 yards to the house and taking the three-score lead in this first quarter. Just a dominant and really getting out of the way start for the Cowboys. The Canes would finally get on the board with their quarterback, Derek King, throwing it through the tight window to this tight end, Brevin Jordan. Unfortunately, right as King got the momentum going, he lost it right when he got taken out by a Miami defender, which crushed his right knee and ultimately took him out for the rest of this game. Despite the circumstances, though, the Canes hit a pair of field goals, one before and one after the half. These field goals were then followed by a Cameron Ross hitting the hole and breaking free down the field, juking out defenders 42 yards to the house that put the Canes within two points of the game. The Cowboys would then come back in the fourth with a quick slant to Dylan Stoner to start to pull away once again. Brevin Jordan would come back on the opposing drive, though, with an incredible double-covered one-handed catch in the end zone for the key score in this game. Nevertheless, on the opposing drive, Sanders would hit Presley for his third touchdown of the day. Presley, who previously only caught one pass all season prior to this game, but caught six touchdowns this game, six catches this game, and three of which were for touchdown. Crazy things happen in bowl season, though. The Canes would then respond with Perry hitting Mike Parley on the quick screen for the for the for the score that put the game within a. Uh, Got back into this game, and uh, who were previously down 21-0 in this game, and just were getting back and got back in it this game, and were within two, two, uh, three points. The, however, the Cowboys uh, would ultimately win this game after the Canes would try and set up a screenplay just like they did on their touchdown, uh, but it would ultimately be shut down by the Cowboys' defense, who were ready for it. So just an incredible performance by both of these teams. The Cowboys especially, they get the 37-34 to win. And in fact, their uh, head coach, Mike Gundy, gets his 10th bowl win as in his 16 seasons at the Cowboys organization. So just an incredible accomplishment for him. And looks like he's brought a lot of success to this organization in the Cowboys University, University of Oklahoma State. But also, great performance by Miami. Just an incredible comeback. They were down 21-0, brought it back within three, had a chance to win the game, but ultimately lost it in the end. And unfortunate circumstances for them losing their quarterback, but great adversity comeback. But ultimately, the Cowboys get the win in the Cheez-It Bowl. So great football action we had yesterday in bowl season. Looking forward to more New Year's Bowl games this weekend. As far as MLB, it has been confirmed. Everybody, it's been confirmed. The San Diego Padres are going to be the best team in baseball. No question about it. After the trade they just acquired yesterday.
the San Diego Padres made their second trade for a star pitcher in as many days, acquiring right-hander Yu Darvish from the Chicago Cubs. It was announced Tuesday. Darvish and Victor Caratina, who emerged as the right-hander's personal catcher in Chicago, will go to San Diego. So bonus for the Padres with another catcher. My gosh. In return, the Cubs acquired right-hander Zach Davis and four young prospects outfielders, Owen Cassie, who's 18, Ian Mena, who's 18 as well, and shortstop Reggie Pricardo, 17, and Yessi Santana, who is 20. Darvish, who is 34, is in the middle of a six-year contract worth $126 million he signed with the Cubs before the 2018 season. After an elbow injury, he was sidelined him that year. He began to come into his own element in 2019, leading a stellar 2020 campaign as well. He compiled a 2.01 ERA and a 0.96 WHIP in 76 innings, finishing the second in in the National League Cy Young Award voting to Trevor Bauer. In a quote by A.J. Peller, the general manager of the Padres, he stated that his last season and a half has been a very productive as anyone in this game. He's a force to be reckoned with. So just crazy accomplishments for this Padres org- organization over the offseason, acquiring Blake Snell and you Darvish, and along with his personal catcher, these are two big hit pitchers in this league and are going to really promote the defense of the Padres as well as their offense with Manny Matado and Tatis Jr. They are going to be a heck of a force to be reckoned with in the MLB and the Dodgers better watch their backs if they're going to try and be raining chance against this incredibly built team. Great job for the Padres in this offseason. As far as the NBA, first and foremost, let's give a happy birthday to one of the league's greatest all-time players in one LeBron James. Uh, LeBron rung into his 36th birthday celebration this year by extending his scoring streak to 10 points, uh, double-digit scoring streak to quadruple digits. LeBron James uh, jumped, jumped, jump hook with 6:15 remaining in the second quarter against the Hughes, uh San Antonio Spurs gave him 11 points for the game, marking the 1,000th straight 10-point uh, games that the Los Angeles superstar has had. The most recent time James scored fewer than 10 points was on January 5, 2007, when he finished with just 8 points against the Milwaukee Bucks, way pre-Giannis era. During during this stretch, though, there were three times where James came close to not making it with scoring only exactly 10 points. So just an incredible accomplishment for LeBron on an incredible day. For one of the league's most incredible players. Just incredible to do 10 points per game for a 1,000 games straight. That's unheard of. He passed Michael Jordan a few years back uh, in 2018 when in a game against the Pelicans where he scored 27 points to pass it and get 867 straight consecutive games. But that, now that streak is well gone ahead and is now hit quadruple digits. So congratulations to LeBron on another historic feat that he has reached, and I look forward to many accomplishments to come. Looking maybe the scoring record next? We'll see. As far as local sports, fortunately, we will not see some Oregon State men's basketball action. I have been waiting for this, but 
We're in the middle of a pandemic still, so COVID protocol forces it to be postponed in their game event Stanford. More on that will come as we will see what it will, the date will be rescheduled to, but hopefully it will be soon. I really need some basketball action here. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. I appreciate you all who support on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Keep up with those sports, and I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night.